The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to uh, the Sharon Kleina Hour, and I, I'm Sharon Kleina. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and my goal and my vision and my mission for the last 30 years has been the better understanding of the power of water on the, this earth, not only in the aquifers below, on the surface of the rivers and lakes, the streams, the puddles, the oceans, but also what is going on in life. What's, what, what is the bladed grass doing? What are our pets doing, animals? What are our uh, uh, sea-loving uh, species, and yet the human species, the human life. You know, come to my classroom and listen. All of our guests through the period of almost two and a half years has been exciting. We've had um, different guests on every week. We have two on a show to explain their background and their uh, qualifications and professional code of ethics to understand to teach in this classroom, like it's a laboratory, what they believe we should be learning. And that's what we're getting, uh, receiving on this show every week. So you have all these shows to choose from that have been no end of subjects. So go to your website and learn from the Sharon Kleiner Hour the different topics of different individuals. Like you're in a laboratory listening, how can you better take care of yourself? You know, Earth does have a secret. You must be well. You must learn to be better at what you do every day and get up in the morning, plant your feet on the floor, and begin a day of wellness to be well. You know, I've been studying dehydration for a long time, and our research center has learned that there is a universal crisis. The air we breathe is increasingly dry and polluted, creating a humanitarian and health crisis in dehydration symptoms and disease. As a founder, I began studying the water and the moisture loss decades ago. I learned that dehydration, especially of the skin and the eyes, is a human, universal human condition that begins at birth. And just imagine, the moment you were born, you left that pocket of water and you entered in the air you breathed. Can you imagine the shock to that little baby that all of a sudden, yes, it cries, Immediately, but can you imagine the trauma of not having that water to breathe in, to live in, to be with a cord to live with? It is a crisis to the baby and, and very serious to the baby. The eyelid opens and the eyes are open to the world. And the eye organ has a lens that is water. And the tear film, which is the lipid layer, 
the aqueous layer, the mucin layer, is holding back the water so that you have healthy eyesight. But guess what? We have a crisis going on that in 2030, 35 million people, it is expected, will have macular degeneration. We're having autism out of control. It's been an unexpected surprise. We have other uh, nearsighted. They are shocked at how uh, so many people are nearsighted. We're having other diseases uh, that are uh, Alzheimer's that are coming along. That Did you ever hear in your life so many people that are unexpectedly having Alzheimer's, that young lives and not just their aging? There's something to be studied here. And I do believe that my research and the universal human condition that begins at birth at the current global environment is the problem for many and has become urgent to me. And that's why this show is so excitingly, let's go to lab, the laboratory together and learn together. I also learned that despite of its severity and global magnitude, the crisis has not been adequately researched and is virtually ignored by health and researchers. And I'm going to come back to money. It's probably the money, and I'll be fair. But guess what? Life is water. In fact, the National Geographic said years ago, life, water is a species, and it is an endangered species. I've been studying through the years that the aquifers are full and doing well, but that water has got to be at the surface of the earth like what brought life to the earth, water on the surface of the earth. It cannot be salt water. It can't be saline water. It's got to be the fresh waters that help us with our lives, and it is an endangered species. 97.5% is salt water. Only 2.5% is the fresh. So let's go to work in our classroom. Let's learn together. Today we have uh, Nancy Siegel, who's a speaker and author on how to identify mercury poisoning in yourself and others and health crises that you may be having that could be solved if you want to learn. Our second guest is Laura Schechner, and Laura is with the Artemis Project uh, Group, the Water Grid and Water Markets, and she has the water as a technology, which is going to be an exciting one for me because that's my research for 30 years. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only method to be able to moisturize this eyes with all natural tissue culture grade of water with just a mist. Safe, doesn't run the cosmetics. Safe for your contact lenses, keeps them moist, clean, cleaner, all with a natural method. We will listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be back with Nancy. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. 
the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Nancy, are you with us? Yes, I am, Sharon. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank well, you. Thank you for joining us today. Nancy, uh, I told our listeners that you're an author, you're a speaker, and you've been involved in um, uh, health crises to understand, uh, and I'm, I'm going to assume it's not all uh, the mercury poisoning, and we'll find out more about that today with you. Tell us a little bit about you first and who you are and, and uh, why you're where you're at today. I am a, like you said, a, a, an author. I've been published in the Queen's Legacy book, and I have more books coming out this coming year. I also am a certified hypnotist as well. So I've worked with um, hundreds of people and helped them on their their journeys throughout life and, and overcome obstacles and adversities uh, that they're, they're blocked and challenged with. I also am uh, here to bring about awareness about mercury poisoning and help other people it, that come across illnesses and diseases that maybe they don't know what's going on or perhaps they they have some type of diagnosis but they don't know the underlying root cause and it may be, may be mercury poisoning. Is uh, it possible we could call it symptoms because a lot of times the people think of the word diagnosis is uh, something that they have to go to the different doctors and find out that they've got a report and a definite diagnosis. Is it possible to call it a symptom that they need that we can maybe teach them today that they can be learn learn more awareness about? Absolutely. Uh, when w- my story is, I spent seven years, the first seven years of unexplained symptoms coming up. I had digestive disorders. I had nausea, vomiting. Uh, dizziness, and the doctors couldn't pinpoint it Mm -hmm. till eventually I got to the point where... Can I ask you something there, uh, Nancy, with some of those symptoms? Because I've been studying dehydration for many years, Mm -hmm. um, and that is something a lot of people don't discuss. They don't say, I've been studying dehydration. Uh, We're the first in the world to do that here, over here with this. We don't get into the chemistry. Mm -hmm. We get into the molecular ability for the life of the molecule to have a moment that is not hydrated. Now, with some of your other symptoms, let's uh, really educate this. Did you ever have uh, dizziness? Did you have? Uh, you, did you become stressed, where you maybe had a little anxiety? Did you have some other things like that? To, uh, other symptoms that were noticeable, other than when it got too extreme? Uh, I ha- yes, and and dehydration was part of my problem. I had um, it, the mercury poison had affected my nervous system and my right. cognitive abilities. So right. I would get brain fog and memory loss and blurry eyes and yeah, blurry eyes yeah. and exhaustion. Yeah, and I would have headaches. I would have digestive disorders. I had extreme fatigue. Um, you probably lost even a lot of weight because you were probably trying to figure out what you could eat that wouldn't give you a digestive disorder. 
Well, yeah, and I didn't know what was causing it. Um, my my mus my I had muscular atrophy at times. Uh, in a matter of a week's time, I lost a lot of my muscle in my body, mm-hmm. and I had no idea why. Nobody could explain it to me. Now, but I had to go these... too much further on the mercury. Uh, uh, explain, because you obviously have become quite an authority because of your personal experiences and you've been writing about it. Explain to our audience the mercury in water. Okay. There, the, with the mercury in water, uh, it is mostly caused from industrial runoff, which from electrical power plants, from coal fire, bar, fire plants, from cement manufacturing plants and from waste incinerators, mm-hmm. that debris, the emissions float up into the atmosphere and it, and it travels thousands of miles sometimes. So once it settles into the, onto the land or in, in, in the waterways, what happens is it converts to methylmercury. And once it converts to methylmercury, <clears throat> excuse me, it's taken in by the plankton and the plankton in the water uh, is eaten by small fish. Those small fish are eaten by the larger fish. And so the rule of thumb is that the larger the fish, the more mercury it will have in it. So if you think about how much energy we use, and if you think about how many electrical power plants there are, how, many, how much concrete is made just in the U.S. alone, and how much uh, coal is burned on a yearly basis. China, by the way, it relies 75% on coal-fired plants. And that blows over to, you know, into the Pacific Ocean. So imagine all this pollution and, fl- and it's floating down into our atmosphere. Mm-hmm. How, how are we going to clean that up? Now, um, the one thing I did learn, and you know this because you sound like you've really done your road work, and you had to to, to become healthy. Uh, when there's too much mercury in the water, did you notice other members of your family or other people involved, uh, having the mercury poisoning, or was it just yourself that had more uh, of a dominant? For, fortunately, fortunately for me, I lived alone at that time, mm-hmm. and I, so I had, you know, my consumption of fish was moderate, and it just built up in my system. Now, it all depends, like some people can eat higher amounts, uh, you know, larger amounts of fish, and it also depends on the type of fish. It also depends on your, your body mass. It also depends on how your ability to, to get, eliminate the bioaccumulation. You, know, you just said something, Nancy, and you might have been studying this, but I will say this today. It, dehydration is a crisis because it hasn't been studied enough, and, in fact, it just almost makes your knees shake uh, with these symptoms of all kinds of symptoms. But you'll, I, what I've learned is, let's say you had a weakness to uh, mercury poisoning, too much mercury, and yet you could have had other people in the house who didn't have any uh, symptom, but you did. That's the dehydration I'm talking about. Mercury has a tendency, and different types of elements in the world will dehydrate you. It could be the milk. It could be the air. It could be mercury. And it could be a combination package of too many things at once going on that cause the weakness, that cause the individual to dehydrate quicker. And that's what I said. From the moment we're born, Nancy, we need to study that dehydration side because we don't know what the type of dehydration the baby started with 
and uh, that type of hydration uh, that the each baby needs. So you and your personal symptoms were uh, empowered, and you didn't understand because there's never been any education about uh, this mercury, and it couldn't have been just the mercury in a way. I, I, I'm coming uh, a little uh, stating this outward. It had to be a combination of lots of things that caused the mercury to become dominating your life, too. Well, absolutely. Um, mercury poisoning is a heavy metal. It's a poison. Uh-huh. And yet, yet if there's a weakness within our immune system, mm-hmm. in our bodies, of course it's going to have a different effect on each person. Right. You know, bottom line, though, find, also, you know, mercury you, poisoning will Yeah, what did you, you finally <laughs> do? Yeah, what did you finally do then? Um, uh, to get yourself living a uh, real, uh, normal, uh, productive life for you. Well, once you know, once I went through all this pain and frustration of having doctors telling me it was in my head while I was in a wheelchair and a walker. Oh my! I, oh, you it, did get to a walker and a wheelchair. Yes. My and, goodness! And because you lost the muscles. No, because I had paralysis and severe spasming and, and seizures. Oh my gosh! I okay. Okay. Those were more of the severe symptoms that, um, you know, I I had lack of muscle coordination. I had Uh extreme exhaustion. I had widespread pain. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. I was going to say. And yet, you know, right after that, I wound up, you know, with weakness and tremors and the paralysis and the spasming and the rigidity and the seizures. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing this today because let's see what we can do to help others. Now, what mm-hmm. did you ever learn before we go on? The, what would be the clue to an original symptom before you get to the chronic side? Uh, what did you think you, that we could say to the audience? What's an, a real symptom to go make sure to see if you have a mercury poisoning? That's an excellent question, but it's, it, can be such a, uh, it can be so subtle right. that you, you would think that it's, something else or, you know, or perhaps another disease because it mimics a lot of types of illnesses like Alzheimer's, like autoimmune diseases, fibromyalgia, MS, Lyme's, diabetes, cardiovascular, infertility. It, it's all related. They're all neuromuscular diseases, and, and, and also it affects your cognitive abilities. So you, you could have brain fog a lot <clears throat> and memory loss and some, like, IQ loss and slow thought process um, like for me, a lot of times it, it starts off. Uh, it started off as dizziness, nausea, and digestive disorder, I mean, fatigue, and anxiety. Yeah, and 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 anxiety, and including insomnia. Mm-hmm. So if it's affecting your nervous system, it's affecting your entire body. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully, you know. people don't get to that to that the point that I had to go through. Now, did you, you know, being in a wheelchair. It's going to be very common sense, but I'm going to ask you, did you in, the, uh, in your life drink a lot of water? Yes. Yes. Did in you? fact, while I, while I was at my, getting to be my worst, I constantly had a water bottle in my hand. I, it, it, no matter how much I hydrated myself, I, it still wasn't enough. Yeah, but your so earlier life. I'm talking me. about your earlier life uh, and as a child and as you grew and... Did you were you did you stress water in your life or did you have a tendency to go to the sodas? Did you have anything? Because what I'm after is the possible dehydration before the severity of the mercury poisoning, and then you're coming along with a, a severity there that 
you were not drinking enough water until all of a sudden you probably started craving some more water. But well, uh, in my childhood, we weren't raised on sodas. We were mm-hmm. we were raised on water and okay. you know fruit and juices and milk and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I grew up in the '60s and '70s, and so uh, and my and we didn't rely on you know. Artificial sweeteners, everything sugar today. Everything is sugar today, and I'm I'm going to say to the world, I don't believe in taxing sugar to get people reminded about sugar. Uh, I don't think that teaches them anything. Uh, We're going to come back and listen to our sponsor, (laughs) and we're going to come back. And I, I'm curious on hearing some more about your life because you are that special person here to take some time and share with the world of something that may be uh, and usually could be more common than the doctors are looking for. You know that, Nancy? Mm-hmm. Maybe they should start zeroing in on some of this uh, type of testing, mercury poisoning. We're and, listen and they to, do. The medical profession needs to be educated. It, they do. And uh, I have a whole bunch of them on my team uh, that are well-known, all over the world, physicians and more, and they all said, too, they, there's so much they need to learn and be reminded of. We're going to listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back, Nancy. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing your eye with just a mist. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Nancy, I want you to know, I was thinking as we, this moment, you know, uh, it is so concerning to me about this mercury poisoning um, symptom. I'm wondering uh, what foods that people need to be aware of. Now, you did mention fish, but what about sushi? Uh, whether it's cooked or whether it's uh, raw, it makes no difference. If you, it, the mercury stays within the tissue. Yeah. Uh, and, okay. And, yeah. and if we can take it a step further, not only are the fish being poisoned, but imagine all the birds that eat the fish right. and, the, and the animals that eat birds. And it's like the food chain. Mm-hmm. So it, it just doesn't reside just in fish. It may be being, I, I have no research on this, but it may be a possibility that it's being passed along in the food chain. Okay, well, we're, this show is like a laboratory. We like to think out loud. 
and then the in, individual listener can go do their own road work too. But we're here to get some food for thought in this moment of education here. So um, it, 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 the mercury poisoning could be in, in, in multiple sources uh, sure. that are not being checked. And how many did you ever learn? How many people that you, uh, have been diagnosed with mercury poisoning? Uh, no, I haven't because uh, here lies the problem. The, the doctors aren't looking for it, so there's many, many thousands, I'm sure, of people that are going undiagnosed. Mm-hmm. And so without them doing proper, proper research and, and, aware, and, and the doctors being unaware of it, and, and not, some of them don't even take it seriously, mm-hmm. they, they're... It's going to continue. Well, you're going to and find, also, Nancy, what happens in the medical field. It's just like uh, before I started the show, I was talking about the universal crisis. And, and that it's been discovered, despite the severity of dehydration and global magnitude on the earth and in the uh, human species, the crisis has been inadequately researched and ignored. And I'll tell you what happens. If an individual in research does not understand it and has not researched it enough they pass it by because they don't, they're trying not to embarrass themselves that they don't know. And they're not like the old-timers willing to say, that's something I haven't studied that I think we should study. Um, they're all living on uh, grants and foundations and money from the government, and the government dictates this, and this grant dictates that. And they tell them what they have to do and what they want them to find. And, and, that's and our the candidate. bottom line becomes money. And all, money, and and we found it out over this healthcare thing over the weekend is that pay to, uh, you pay have to be paid to have your conscience, and it's sad mm-hmm. what we've had here. And I've said in my research that life on this earth is more than money. That we've got to have better education and uh, like shows like this, people like yourself. And it's sad because if we haven't had a broken leg, we don't know how to explain it. So now you've had mercury poisoning, you know how to explain it to us. But there are people probably running around that have have mercury poisoning that are blaming their lives on their spoiled or their anxieties or stressed and they're just uh, people who are greedy. They're only self-centered. They're people who all of a sudden then in life becomes the chronic crisis oh, my gosh, I wonder what was wrong because it looks like there was something else other than just self-centeredness. Uh, and they do that more with women. women oh, yes, do, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. Nancy, uh, you know, um, I had a dear friend of mine way back in time. I was founder of a hospital auxiliary, and, and this woman uh, uh, really couldn't believe how I stood up for people who uh, had been smoking, and I was president of the American Cancer Society, too, at one time, and people were so sh- surprised. I said, you cannot force people by humiliating them not to smoke. You've got to encourage them with education why they shouldn't smoke. And I like the idea, no smoking in buildings, and there's a lot of now new consciousness of learning what to do to prevent smoking around with choices. The person was diagnosed uh, for uh, menopause, and she couldn't believe how I stood up for her on some other things because she smoked. Okay, and I helped her learn how to think about how to quit smoking and others to stop smoking. Well, she was diagnosed with menopause. Come to find out, two years later, it wasn't menopause. It was cancer. But the doctor just assumed she was going through menopause and really didn't do all the tests. 
when she That's came an to excellent me, point. I'm sorry, go ahead. She came to me, and she wanted to give me a little gift because of my positive outlook in life, and she was older than I. And she said, I want to give you something because a doctor doesn't expect me to live too long because of this misdiagnosis. I said, no, 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 don't you dare give me a gift. And she said, well, my family, are, we're all deciding how to give out certain things. And I said, no, tell the family to stay away. You fire the doctor, get yourself a new doctor, and you go live. And you work to live. You get out of bed to live. And you learn to live. And then teach the rest of us and write a book how to do it. Well, she started what's called Make Today Count. She did. She lived as long as she could for years to come, for a few years, and her husband passed away before she did. What I'm saying here is they have a tendency with women to think it's her stress or her attitude or her self-centeredness, her power play or whatever, and then they're not giving her taking the test that they should on what is causing this woman not to be healthy. Well, so that's an excellent that's an excellent point because. The, that's the same thing that happened with me. They tend to say, "Oh, you, it, it's it's you're a woman, you're emo- emotional, it's hormones, uh, it's yeah. so it's all in your head." They they looked at me. I was very open and honest with my with my past history. I had been through a lot of past trauma, which included poverty and lost a, a lot of loss in my life. I, I was uh, sexually, physically, and verbally abused in my young young childhood and adult life. And, and I even attempted suicide at the age of 16. But what they mm-hmm. didn't take into account was how much work I did on myself. I did mm-hmm. personal development, and I did self-help books. I, did, I developed my spirituality. I'm an extremely strong, independent person. And they dis, disregarded it. Yeah, they instead do. Of, and, you know, instead yeah. of looking for, you know, a, like what's the root of the, the cause, they were just like, well, if anybody went through this, you know, and didn't have psychological, oh, yeah. you know, formal psychological help, how could they be normal? I'm well, you, I've I'm got a head on my shoulders and I'm... Yeah. Pardon I'm me? Sure glad you, I'm glad you shared that because this is what is happening to our life on Earth. It's a crisis because it's, it, it, the individuals that are living a life that is so special and, they've, and you, you were dealing with obstacles to solve and you were solving them. As you went, you were solving them. And then all of a sudden you had these chronic uh, descriptions and they wanted to blame it on all the past that you maybe had not solved. Well, they're not going to look at it that way. But coming forward now with mercury poisoning and yourself and, and others, uh, when people are going out to learn what some of these symptoms they're learning about, uh, and let's spread the word, let's get, get it out there, uh, they come to your website called risingaboveit.com. Correct. And that could be more than just mercury poisoning and learning about that. But I think that you need today and we need uh, to tell the world that there are certain uh, poisonings or different things, uh, different elements um, in our foods and what we eat, water we drink that may not be healthy for everyone and especially the individual who's going to be severely dehydrated to uh, having this tox- having this toxin happen in their body, and by the way, that's a toxin out of control. In the body, you've got like millions of molecules in a cell, and then all of a sudden, one gets into uh, this dehydration and toxin, and then they start pulling on each other like life will pull on uh, misery once weakness. 
I mean, misery wants company. So all of a sudden, each molecule starts grabbing because there's a life in a molecule. I had a exactly. Nobel Prize winner on here recently in chemistry who's proved that life is in the molecule. And you're alive. Nancy, you're alive. You're coming through those obstacles. And now you're coming out to share. And by gosh in heaven, let's get the sharing out there because what you've come through to solve can be so proud of yourself and you're helping others to solve obstacles. And that's what all life is about, getting out of bed in the morning, being well, solving the obstacles. We in the business world out there solving obstacles. Sure, we're like little mad hatters at the moment, but the little mad hatter moment gives us a chance to uh, squirm a little bit about what, what are we going to do to learn. I feel sorry for always, Nancy, the person says, well, I'm, I'm, I have had so many unprivileged uh, times in my life. I've had all these problems in my life that have been put upon me and abuse. I'm going to blame it on that. You took it upon yourself to go forward. And in the mercury poisoning, you did the same thing. You went from a wheelchair. Now, are you in a wheelchair anymore? No, not at all. Um, not at I all. haven't. Uh, I, I, I was able to get rid of the wheelchair uh, after my diagnosis. And, uh, and Now, what did they do uh, to, to, to... Did they put you on a medication? Did they put you on herbs? What did they do to help you? Uh, it was a combination of DMSA which is a chelation medicine that draws out the, uh, uh, the heavy metals from your cell. By the way, I am, I, I've taken de- a chelation. Yeah. Many and years ago, um, I had an angina attack, and I decided, oh, my gosh, because uh, I was under a lot of pressure and exhaustion. And I went in to, with an MD who had just had retired and could legally do chelation, and it saved my life. Uh, so tell yeah. me what you did, you, how long did you take chelation? Chelation I took uh, one of the lowest doses that I could take because my, my system had been so unbalanced mm-hmm. that I had to be very careful. Mm-hmm. So because uh, the, the more mercury that I had in my system, it would throw it back, my, my whole body back into my, 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 my severe symptoms. So I took a very low dose of DMSA over a period of two years. I also, w- the doctor had given me uh, a multitude of supplements to support the rest of my body as it was cleansing itself. Mm-hmm. Now, what, how many hours a day? How many hours did you have a chelation at a time? Uh, the chelation was done. It was through pill form, capsule form. Oh, you went through the, uh, the capsule. I went yeah. through the intravenous form. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I well, did uh, the capsule form, and it was. I would take one pill every two weeks, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning, that was more than enough for me. And then after about four, four or five months, I got rid of the fibromyalgia symptoms, mm-hmm. most of them. Now, were you uh, taking uh, anything else besides the um, uh, chelation capsules? Just just the supplements. Uh, he gave me a, a, a variety of supplements that would support my immune system and keep it going and uh, there was a, a, a lot of them that I had to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you were so taking herbs or uh, more medication or just supplements? Mineral, vitamins, minerals, okay. um, supplements of that nature, mm-hmm. uh, some herbs, yeah. Now, did you go to a naturopath, a physician, or did you just go to a physician? Uh, actually, he he's an integrative doctor. Okay, so that's why I was he, wondering. He, yeah, he originally started off as an MD, mm-hmm. and or he still is, and uh, went into the na- uh, naturopath holistic mm-hmm. uh, re- part of the uh, medicine world, mm-hmm. and and he integrates it both, you know, and he uh, addresses the situation as the patient as is needed. 
right, uh, individually. And yeah, and and he's just phenomenal. And do you have he, over there? You live in Boca Raton. Do you have a really good herb shop that you? It's a favorite to you. Uh, there's a few out here. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, at the time that I got uh, diagnosed, I was in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and uh, fortunately for the do- the doctor had his own pharmacy there, mm-hmm. and so I would just get most of the the uh, items from him. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go, we only have a minute left. Uh, tell our uh, what 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 you got into uh, hypnosis. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. What's the values to that? Uh, hypnosis is amazing. Uh, what had happened was I had I had been a massage therapist. I had my own business, and I decided to to get certified in hypnosis because I always found that the brain, you know, the mind is amazing. You know, well, that it's is amazing the brain is stories. amazing. Yes. When I had the mercury poisoning and I was, like, having all these symptoms, I kept on doing hypnosis with different uh, other therapists to find, to try to get some kind of clue that w- what was going on with my symptoms. Mm-hmm. And what came up was that it started with the letter M and that there was something there and the doctors hadn't found it yet. Now, what is so, the letter oh, M? Yeah, it started with mm-hmm. the letter M mm-hmm. and that, it, that, the, the, that there was something there the doctors hadn't found it yet. So that's what I had to go on. And the hypnosis, you know, I, I, use, I used it for pain. I used it for so you uh, recommend reducing for people, my stress levels. Yeah, for people who, people who have are going through a lot of un- obstacles that are unknown, and even once they become known, that the hypnosis is uh, very valuable. It's, it's, in, it's amazing. It's priceless because how it's helped me in my life I can't even begin to tell you. I've I mean, had that. A lot of people tell me that. And a good yeah. masseuse. There's nothing better than a good masseuse also. <laughs> They've proven yeah. that pulling those knots out and detoxifying and, and reflexology and more. We're out of time. What would you like to say to your audience before you go? Well, if they'd like to find out more about me or contact me and have questions that I could further help them and guide them, uh, Whatever, whatever, whether it's hypnosis or whether it's their medical issues, uh, please contact me through risingaboveit.com, mm-hmm. and uh, you can contact me there. You can. I have uh, books to be purchased and uh, mm-hmm. uh, subconscious reprogramming CDs available. Okay. Uh, so they can contact me through my website, risingaboveit.com. Now, do you have uh, CDs that people can meditate with? Yeah, well, they're uh, they're specifically for different subjects like okay. overcoming adversity and stress and okay. anger management. Okay. Well, I want to thank nature. you for joining us today. You're a very special person, and uh, I love the, the Florida area. You've got those interwaterways that I fell in love with when I was I was doing yeah. a television show in the spring down in the Palm Beach area, and uh, I could not believe those interwaterways and the story yeah, behind it. Beautiful. Them. Well, you, God bless, and uh, you have a very special season, and uh, you, you be too, well. Sharon. I know you will be, and if you ever have anything you want to discuss again, please give me a call and our program director, and we'll have you on again. Thank you very much. I appreciate um, you having me on, and have a wonderful holiday season, too. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Did we learn a lot? You know, stop and think about mercury in your food. Mercury, let's stop and think about the mercury in your food, the mercuries, uh, the different types of, of uh, elements, let's call them, and chemistry and whatever and what we're eating. I'm going to go to sugar first. I don't like sugar. And I think sugar is, should be moderate. We got enough in our, our bodies. are so carbohydrated. I can't believe it. 
so I'm going to go there first. But remember, the symptoms of stress could be caused by other problems in the body and blurry eyes and anxiety and more. It could be something else. Don't blame it on yourself and think about what you can do about it. Go do something. Uh, we're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the vision of your eyes to be healthier. And then we'll come back and l- talk with Laura Shankar about water. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Laura, are you with us? Hello. Laura? Hi, it's good to talk to you. It's nice to talk with you. How do you pronounce your last name? Is it Shenkar? Yes, Shenkar. Okay, listeners, we have Laura Shankar with us today, and she is uh, with the Aramis, uh, uh, Artemis. The Artemis Project. It's called the Artemis Project, mm-hmm. which is uh, their uh, leaders in business of advanced water technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we have the pleasure of uh, trying to see what we can do to address the whole problem rather than just sort of 10% of the water challenges that we're looking forward to. Uh-huh. And how uh, long have you been with that project? Uh, I've been focusing uh, on water uh, for, I guess we've, been, we've uh, been focusing on small business for seven years, and the firm moved over to just focusing on water about five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and I headed up that, uh, that approach. Okay. Now, what dis- why did your group decide to start focusing on water? The bottom line for us, is uh, simply that it's a great opportunity for business. But uh, you can't talk about water for very long without having, uh, certainly having it run over to health and personal issues. Mm-hmm. It's probably the most personal thing there is. It so, is. And, you know, uh, Laura, I've been studying for 30 years water. And the reason I decided to have my show, The Power of Water um, and Your Health and in Climate Changes and Air and More, is it has been so overlooked. Um, uh, I don't know, you weren't probably able to listen, but 
I have proven there is a universal crisis on it. And, of course, I was able to go to the world with this. And uh, I found that uh, that it's the severity and the global magnitude has been inadequately studied. And uh, research in medicine and in the topic of health care has not been an issue to people where water came first. It always came with a very casual uh, later. So tell us about uh, what you found in the water grid and water markets, as you're calling it. Uh, you can teach me a little bit and teach our audience where you're coming from. Well, I think the idea is that the rest of the world is catching up with you right now. Uh, and we're beginning to understand, uh, first of all, what's in our water and uh, what we have to do right away. One of the things that's kind of Now, when you say right that, away, there's a term there. <laughs> what are we going to do with our water? And let's say, uh, what, what, what the word right away? Do you mean have it tested immediately? Oh, that's test? a good question. Um, I guess the idea is that there's a question of the water quality, so that's why you would want to test it. Okay. Then you ask yourself, is this for drinking? You talk about you talk a lot about how it affects eyes, for example, so how you're using it around your body, and then how we're using it for a lot of other things. For example, we use it to flush toilets. Right. We need the same quality for that. Right. And the idea is that we're running out of quantity as well as running short on quality. So there are two kinds of challenges we have. Well, the Earth has, as you know, the Earth has 97.5% ocean water. And uh, it's growing. And all these waters that are coming down from uh, uh, the atmosphere and the rains are coming down, we're not building like uh, uh, in Florida, they had the wetlands and they long ago decided to salvage that water and recycle it into the canals and preserve it as the recycling of the water. Um, Not all of the earth has done that, which is sad. Now, you did have a very famous governor in the state of California who believed in something with those canals because that's water on the surface. Water on the surface of the earth, fresh water, that's only 2.5% there available, is, it all has gotten so far into the aquifers, we don't have enough water on the surface of the earth to put enough moisture, uh, uh, enough uh, uh, protect uh, you know the moisture in the air is giving you your immunity protection. I learned something way back in time. It's so strange, but you know how down uh, warms this up and it can even cool you. Actually, you don't get hot under down uh, comforters and jackets and so on. Uh, then you have the water is also an immunity protector. That moisture in the air, the fluid in the air, is so vital. But if it, if the waters keep getting down into the aquifers, depleting, and you're not have enough water on the surface of the earth, uh, life begins to die because there's not enough moisture to dehydrate. Pardon me, to detoxify, and we're dehydrating out of control. Now, when you're studying, your company is studying. Uh, what have you learned? Uh, are you basically studying California because you have so much trouble in California? It was a way overlooked in California as far as the world is concerned. California did a disastrous uh, dis- uh, 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 to the state is they didn't think about how to protect their waters and do what's best for the, all the humanitarian life in, on the surface of the earth there in the, California. Are you studying mostly California or are you studying the rest of the world too? That's a great question. A lot of the innovation in terms of how we can leap forward and address some of the challenges that you're talking about are happening all over the world. 
So what the Artemis Project focuses on is how we bring all of the knowledge that we can from all of the different parts of the world, including places like China or Denmark, Mm -hmm. to the United States, but also back again. Uh Now, why are you... uh, Something that went through my mind, which maybe has a lot of the listeners, because California did not plan on any resource of protecting the water with such an enormous agricultural economy and world needing California for what they're doing with agriculture and and the food on the table and how lucky uh, uh, people have been to have California so dedicated to food on the table. What do you think is going to happen in California in the future? Have you been studying that? Uh, yes, actually, I spend, uh, I personally spend about 20% of my time doing policy work, and I've uh, done a lot of the policy work around how water relates to uh, emissions reduction or energy savings. Uh, and uh, to be frank, the, the real issues around water are uh, so sensitive that uh, still at a state level in California and also at a national level, we're really trying to sort of understand how we address it. There's uh, over $11 billion bond bill that's uh, being uh, addressed right now in California mm-hmm. that would address a piece of that. But as I said, it, it's just so hard to get one's hands around this. Uh, you're talking about the direct implications on health. This is a primary issue, oh, and yet it, we know, don't Laura, treat it very it's a, it, it's a crisis. Uh, Laura, we have in 2030, I was brought in to study the human eye years ago with the ophthalmology research because people were going blind every five seconds on the earth, and they, they knew I had studied the human skin. And I found that the conditions of the air were indoors or worse than outdoors, actually. And they're not, going, they're not studying the indoor conditions with insulated windows and walls and forced air heating and cooling and all the chemistry that's in the fabrics and the clothing and the bedding and more. But then when I got outdoors, I noticed that there's not enough moisture water in the air because it's water on the surface of the earth that attracts to the moisture in the air. And when you have very little fresh water on the surface, it's not going to have the attraction to the climate that you're wanting for more water rains. And uh, you're right about the crisis. It's, it's out of control. Now, in the state of California, and you said you've been part of some different uh, studies, what are they going to do since they had not, they put all those m- monies, the many years of advocates pr- uh, with all the things they've done with their pers- lives of human life, uh, but the water should have been number one. And they didn't make it number one. It became the last on the totem pole. What is happening to bring it back up to what that one governor did, to bring it to the top of, 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 a, of a concentration for what's best for California and the rest of the world? Right. Well, I guess the idea is you need to remember that the state relies very heavily on agriculture. And I somewhere between 80 to 90 percent of our water is being used by agriculture today. And that's all over the world. No, no, no. That's in the state of California. Yeah, but I mean, all over the world, they're concentrating. All over the world, food. the average is about seventy yeah. percent. So when you talk about California, we're importing most of our water. Yes, we've so had the difficult. heads of those states on our um, show. Yes, exactly. So the idea is we're importing it from places like Colorado uh, and from north to south, and so we're spending uh, a lot of energy on it. But we're also going to run out of water. 
when you talk about how important it is for the environment, uh, the uh, the government has decided to make sure that the delta, which is roughly in the middle of the state, keeps a lot of its water to make sure that the uh, natural ecosystem uh, in the waters is maintained. And that means that the farmers and also the residents, both in no- northern and southern California, who are using that water are going to need to find substitutes. <laughs> Yeah, no, so you, you laugh me, I, and say, you say, well, I'm not sure if we have well, you know, any I've extra been water. water. for over 30 years. And right. No, no, and so old, we're about 30 years I don't know what they're you. going to do. But, you know, um, I really, I, I, we only have a moment left. And when you just said substitute for water, uh, uh, did you mean substitute for how they irrigate? Not just looking for water, but substitutes for how the, the economy has depended upon food on the table for the rest of the world. And look what happened to the rest of the world and those farmers that have been giving their lives for years, for centuries, uh, to put food on the table and make it affordable. Where else can you go in the world and have such affordable uh, food? So I wish you well. Is there something you'd like to leave our um, listeners with? So to conclude, I would say that there, there are solutions. If you look just at farming, that's actually a lot of my time is being spent doing that right now. Or if you look uh, in the urban environment, there are huge amounts of water that we can stop using. So we can redirect them toward Sounds like really pure idea. water in terms right. of health by uh, using new approaches to water new management. Approach. Good for you. I like that new approach idea. Uh, like even collecting water and putting it in a bucket and certain things to, uh, to, for people to think about recycling the water. Absolutely. That's great good water recycling. Good yes. for you, Laura. I think we've got a good project. Well, we'll let you go, and I wish you well, and God bless, and you have a, I hope you have a very uh, wonderful season. Thank you very much. Thank have a good you. Good day, too. Bye. Well, this is the season to be grateful for everything we have and the people that have been on the show for us, uh, for two, almost two and a half years that want to give us their outlook and their, what they're trying to do to make a better place for this earth. Um, the water is an issue. It's a crisis. And as you know, uh, we all have to do this together. And the show is like a laboratory. What can we learn to do together? The power of water. Earth's secret. Embrace your life every precious moment. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave your footprint. Leave something behind that was from you to make it special that made you feel good. Because being well is very important to everyone. And I know if you're well, it'll be very vulnerable to others to want to be well also. I want to thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Bye. And be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinerHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. 
the World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. <laughs> 